0: Cousin Nancy, who'd been there to help with my birth, and told me all about it later, after Mama died. White call, black hair, and all that blood, she said. I shuddered at the blood part, but Cousin Nancy explained it was good blood, not bad. Not like later, I said, meaning when Mama died, and Cousin Nancy nodded because nothing more needed to be added. It was my ninth birthday when she told me the story. We were sitting on the old divan in her front parlor, the parlor that also served as the town's post office, in the only brick house on Main Street. I was scrunched up next to her, my feet tucked under my bottom. She was in her black rayon silk print with its smattering of pink flowers and green leaves. She'd had it for as long as I could remember. Her hair was done up in braids across the top of her head like a crown because it was such a hot summer day. One long tendril had escaped. She was showing me the photo album she'd rescued when Papa wanted to bury it with Mama and the baby. I looked her Papa square in the eye, she said, her right pointy finger raised. Told him straight out, you got one living child, Lamb, and she'll want to know her Mama day. She shook that finger at me as if I was Papa. Cousin Nancy rarely snaps at anyone, though she always looks them square in the eye so I guess Papa listened up because there was the photo album in her lap. Cousin Nancy showed me that album twice a year, on my birthday, as she was the only one who remembered when that was, and on Christmas. We gotta keep that album neat and clean because it's all you've got left of your mama, she told me. So I always had to wash my hands to handle it, with the little pink soap she kept in her bathroom that smelled of roses. That was also the day she told me that I'd been born with the white call over my head, like a little helmet. I know now that a call is the membrane, a see-through bit of skin that some babies are born with over their heads and faces, but I didn't know it then. Coal? I said as if it was the word cold. But it was July. There was a fan wheezing overhead trying to keep us cool and failing. She pronounced it for me again. We both loved odd words. You're one of the veil-born, child. She made a sign with her hand, the one with the two outside fingers standing up like horns to ward off any evil. Destined for greatness. You'll be able to see dead folk. least that's what my auntie told me, and she was born with the call herself. I want to see Mama, I whispered. Mama had been dead almost two years at that time. Short enough for the ape to still run deep. Long enough so I'd already begun to forget her. I understood about death. Knew I wasn't gonna see her again. Not then at any rate. Not for a long time. Not till heaven. But the sad fact was that there were some days I hardly remembered Mama. Sometimes I even believed Cousin Nancy was my Mama. My other Mama. Even though she didn't live with Papa and me. After all, she was the one who fed me and bathed me. She was the one who brushed out and plaited my long, dark hair each day before I went to school. And while Papa still occasionally told me stories when I went to bed or looked over my homework, Cousin Nancy always came to our house before dawn so Papa could go out to work in the fields. She came just to make sure I was properly turned out for school, and then went back to her own house to open up the post office. I think that day I said I wanted to see Mama because Cousin Nancy wanted me to. She was my godmother, and I tried to please her since I couldn't seem to please Papa, who felt as far away as Mama, only not shut away in a box. Cousin Nancy quickly told me the rest of the story about my birth, guessing how the story was going to make me forget my troubles. And hers. She recalled that while Mama was birthing me, Papa was out in the garden throwing up.